Dominique Foxworth has just removed his jacket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it wasn't really. A, it wasn't a jacket. I mean, oh, yeah. would be wearing a jacket in my house. It was more Sorry. like a a shacket, maybe, a shacket. or like a thick, a thick shirt. That's right. For the podcast <laughs> audience, that is that is a that is a shirt jacket. It's fall, baby. Yeah, That's it's... what we rocking out here. <laughs> you know what? It is fall, baby. It is fall, comma, baby. Autumn. And and here is the the the, pro, the prince of autumn himself, Bill Barnwell, mm-hmm. yes. um, here to make us all the smarter about everything football. Tom Brady, the Packers, surprising NFL teams, all that. Bill, welcome. The pumpkin spice latte of debatable in so many ways. <laughs> we I got you guys. We got basketball at the end too. You didn't we tell do. them that. They stick around if you if you like round ball. Uh, if you, <laughs> let me guess, did Kyrie do something crazy again? Come on, what what else could it be? Oh, oh man, God. I know Pablo loves the theme. So speaking of fall, Tom Ooh. Brady. Well done. Has fallen and he can't get up? Yes. His his leaves have changed colors and them shits ain't changing back. <laughs> That's way better than my pumpkins are like basketballs, orange spheres kind of segue I was planning to go to. So we gotta start with Tom Brady, who appears to need a life alert because the Panthers just beat the Bucks 21 to 3 in one of the most surprising results we've seen in years. My question for you all. Are you ready to write off Tom Brady? Uh, yes. Is he finally, finally not getting away with it? Is the question we're here to ask ourselves on October 24th, I suppose. I feel like Dominique Bill has been writing off Tom Brady um, with varying degrees of recklessness for weeks, if not years at this point. Oh, I yeah. say that too. It's a win-win. If mm-hmm. you if you don't actually like care about getting dunked on in someone's documentary, it's a win win. <laughs> so, like I, I don't like I actually think it'd be pretty cool. Like fifteen years from now, uh, and I'm no longer on TV to mm-hmm. like pop up at my office job, and they're like, "Hey, Tom Brady dunked on you <laughs> in his documentary tonight." Or I could be the lone person who's right, and right now mm-hmm. I'm the lone person who had the fortitude to tell y'all the truth. The problem is I don't agree with the truth that I'm telling y'all because Tom Brady's <laughs> not done. He's actually good. So this they is stink. this is Bill Bill this is the thing, right? Like how bad is Tom versus what is happening around him? Sorry, my feeble mind is trying to capture that Dominique reverse take it takeology that happened there of i want the credit for counting out tom brady but now i'm going to say that tom brady does not need to be counted out i i i think that something has to change And, and i don't know that tom brady is necessarily the problem but i don't think tom brady is playing at the sort of level that can cover for everything else that is wrong with this buccaneers team tom brady cannot run the football. And the Buccaneers have the worst rushing attack in football and yes. were terrible, terrible running the ball against Carolina on Sunday. Couldn't run the ball in short yardage. The greatest sneak quarterback in the history of the National Football League failed on a sneak last week. Yeah. This offense is a mess. I, I mean, they're not throwing the ball effectively. And I think the toughest part for me, and this is the part that I want Dominique to hit, is Mike Evans came out after this game, and Mike Evans said, I dropped a pass early in the game. It yeah. would have been a long touchdown, and I could see everyone's shoulders sank. I could see that that really deflated he us. He saw on the, the life go out of his team, I believe yes. was the quote. And, and that, that is the scariest part to me because this is the oldest team 
in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. Pretty much everybody of importance on this team won a Super Bowl two years ago. Yeah. How fragile is this team <laughs> yeah. that after all of this, after one drop by Mike Evans, they can't come back and beat the Panthers That's without it. Christian McCaffrey? Or, or Robbie. Um, right. or, or their coach, for the record. They lost 21-3 yes. to due to the team that's like actively trying to be bad. It's yes. more than any other team. Yeah. So, I mean, to be fair to Mike Evans, this is on in the midst of a losing streak. Like, the drop pass mm -hmm. wasn't, like, on the heels of them balling out and then everything just changed on the drop pass. Like, he's being unfair to himself. They mm -hmm. sucked before he dropped the ball, and him dropping the ball was just another drop in the bucket of suck-to-two. But... <laughs> Dropping big touchdown passes early in the game, it's one of those things that's like a block punt or like a early in the game pick six. Like if I did more gambling, like in-game betting, immediately, immediately, you're like, oh, you dropped a touchdown pass? Oh, you're done for the day. I'm sure I could have mm -hmm. got some good odds on the Bucks in that game because once that happened like, yeah we know Dominic once that happened you're like you know what a quarterback who was just recently playing in the XFL is definitely about <laughs> to beat Tom Brady right now hey you get out of here with my revisionist history or actually it's more like uh 2020 hindsight yes mm -hmm. I I have glasses as sharp as yours when I'm looking mm -hmm. backwards yes mm -hmm. I, I mean, and PJ Walker is in stunning clarity now after yeah playing the and game of his life PJ and DJ DJ Moore, mm -hmm. the receiver, was out there cooking. Um, it, the thing about the Bucks is they have the pieces that you think they need, mm -hmm. but they still can't win. And at some point, mm -hmm. we have to accept that they just ain't them. So, you know, like the kids say, I'm him. They not them. They're they somebody them. else right now. I don't care what jerseys, <laughs> what names on the back of their jerseys or what uh, logos on the helmet. This mm -hmm. team is is it's not a bunch of them. It's a bunch of ooh. I don't know mm -hmm. which pronoun the Bucks deserve at this point. Mm -hmm. I do believe mm -hmm. though that Bill, like the defensive line that was the key to this mm -hmm. championship they won. Mm -hmm. What what the hell? <laughs> well, you know, when you typically trade away your superstar running back, you have great games on the ground immediately <laughs> afterwards. That's just the logical oh, thing you do. I mean, yeah. this Panthers team, if you could have projected, I don't have Dominique's 2020 hindsight glasses. If you could have figured what was the most likely outcome for this team in this game, it would have been a shutout. It would have been like three or seven points in this game in garbage time. And yet, as this game went on, as it stayed close, Carolina's offense got better. They were better in the second half than they were in the first half. It wasn't like they had some stuff that the Bucs weren't expecting and they they sprung on those first 15 plays and hit them with a couple of trick plays for touchdowns and got ahead early. They got better as the game went along. And it wasn't like the Buccaneers defense got tired. It wasn't like they played a ton of snaps in this game. They just got outplayed throughout this contest by, again, an XFL quarterback, an offense that is not trying to win that just fired their head coach that has been just a, dis a even bigger disaster the entire season. And I think what I think Dominique alluded to, and I really think is the, the crushing thing here is we're going to talk about the Packers and the Packers have this huge, obvious crater in their offense that we can point to and say, Hey, you should have fixed this and you didn't fix it in the off season. And so we know why your team is a mess. That's not the case. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yes, the offensive line, the interior of the line is not playing all that well, but they have the playmakers. They have the running back. They have the legendary quarterback. They have all those pieces on the defensive side of the ball, and yet they seem like a broken football team. 
They so, still so lost twenty-one to three to uh, a team that. So, the Panthers. I think we could go with like some narrative arguments for like they just got rid of the coach that they hated and now they played <laughs> hard. But that happened last week and they got their yep. asses beat. Mm-hmm. So, like, or like, and then they got rid of two of their best offensive weapons and they have PJ Walker slinging that thing. <laughs> I, I don't quite get it. I don't, Not, none I don't of, quite get it. None of this makes sense. I was going to call out Bill for saying at the very beginning, like, something has to change. Yeah. <laughs> which was just so vague. Yeah. But then he went on to describe that, like, it's actually, I mean, it, it seems everything. like everything needs to change as well as something needs to change because they have all of the pieces required. And the other part of this story that's so funny, of course, is that the Buccaneers are still atop the NFC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the that's NFC South, funny. just the that's shittiest sad. division in, in yeah. sports at this point. Yes, the three and four Bucks are tied with the three and four Falcons who are just mm-hmm. ahead of the two and five Panthers and the two and five Saints. And so for as much as we're here to bury Tom Brady, that dude is like not even halfway uh, he's in the lead in the ground. He's leading his division. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. The, I mean, to be completely fair with Tom Brady's, I thought he played well last week mm-hmm. and they still lost. I thought mm-hmm. he didn't play well this week, but he still had like some passes. I was like, damn, it's not, it's like not aging, you know, like the, right. the way you could be critical of him. Like this is a bad game. I could have seen Tom Brady have 10 years ago where he just mm-hmm. is off and he hits a bunch of Panthers in the chest with the ball, which he did mm-hmm. today. So like, it's I'm hesitant to say Tom Brady's done, but it sure feels like this team, which is a Super Bowl or bus roster, it sure seems like they're done. I, I don't, mm-hmm. in part because I don't know, uh, like who are they waiting for? Everybody told me when the receivers got back, they back. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm choosing bust on the binary that has been presented yeah. to me, <laughs> Super Bowl or. <laughs> Right. But but I, I guess like does I don't know do we do we save the conversation about whether we think Tom Brady is less likely to play next year for mm-hmm. like I don't know week ten or something do we just save that because we will have so much to chew on or like are we already in that mindset of like what the hell does this do to the guy who I don't know is watching his life fall apart behind the scenes and in front of the scenes Mm. as well Mm. there's one solution pablo and that is that tom brady should be benched for an xfl refugee of one (laughs) nature or another do you want the actual solution to how to fix this off oh oh you you have been sitting on it of course i do okay you think i just show up here just talking nonsense of course i have (laughs) yes i do actually throw the ball on first down don't just Uh, give it to Leonard Fournette for two yards per carry mix it up Byron Leftwich throw the ball Marcus they are the worst rushing team in the NFL on first down and they're actually kind of decent throwing the ball on first down typically this year so get yourself in better situations maybe you won't go two for 12 on third down like you did in this game they don't have to be this dominant downfield passing attack but tom brady can be great in quick game and if they're in third and short they're going to be fine but they are not a team that can just run the ball down people's throats they can't be the offense they were a year ago unless like we said last week rob gronkowski answers tom brady's call which to this point he has not we're never going to accept you. We're never going to accept you. Well, you you never call for throw the ball. Like, if you want to be one of the hand-in-the-dirt guys, which you clearly don't want to <laughs> be welcome to our party, is you can never, ever say throw the ball. Like, it just doesn't roll off the tongue with You're- the proper alpha energy that we need in our locker room. Nothing says guy who loves to run the ball like NFL cornerback. No one loves seeing run plays more. I'm just saying. Well, actually, yeah, run plays are the best. Be tired, <laughs> no. man. Give me, this is, give me a break. I'm a good tackler. Is, 
This is this is where Bill Barnwell needs to show up to next week's debatable with a he hate me jersey on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he was a running back, wasn't he? He was Rod oh, Smart. Exactly. So Rod Smart, former Carolina Panther as well. Okay, question. We'll finish oh. up with this. We just talked about how the Buccaneers are in first place, and this division is a disaster. So if I give you the Bucks on one side and the rest of the division on the other side. <laughs> yeah, give me the Bucks. Who wins the <laughs> NFC South? Give me the Bucks. Uh, give me the Bucks. Let's move on to someone who could, you know, walk away and take a vision quest at any moment, and that is Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. And my question for you all is the Packers lost to the Commanders something they can bounce back from? Mm-hmm. I mean, why? question. Why why would they bounce back now? It's been like 2 weeks of they're going to bounce back and they just keep Whatever the opposite of bouncing is, they keep staying at the bottom, and there's no <laughs> yes. air in the basketball. Like, right, the dead what, cat bounce. You figure would have happened, but no, it's just gonna sit there, dead. What? Yeah. What would be different? What would change? What? What would have? What's gonna happen that Run has not happened the damn these past ball. two weeks? The opposite. They, can't, they is, can't do that, dude. Well, it's because it's because so the uh, they don't run the ball because they don't get go under center. And mm-hmm. it's really difficult to have an effective running attack if you have if you don't have a dual threat quarterback and you're mm-hmm. in shotgun. So like mm-hmm. either go find somebody who can threaten people with his own read or mm-hmm. get under center because this spread them out, Aaron Rodgers go to work is not going to work. It's unfortunate. And they've been they play um they got the whole cover two thing all game is keeping them mm-hmm. uh, like underneath and there's no big plays and Aaron Rodgers and his receivers can't pick anybody apart and they refuse mm-hmm. to get under center and run the ball. It seems like that seems like a solution that we could, that actually could change the fortunes of their offense, not pass it on early downs, which actually mm-hmm. I don't mind a little play action on early downs, but like the whole point is this whole Shanahan scheme is like mm-hmm. zone run successful zone run. And then we can build everything mm-hmm. else off of that. They can't successful zone run, and Aaron Rodgers can't cook from shotgun. So they're in no man's land. Okay, but we saw this offense in 2020 and 2021. They were in shotgun. Aaron Rodgers was playing like an MVP, and they weren't, you know, they weren't the Falcons when it came to running the ball in terms of the variety, but they ran the ball just fine. Things have changed. Uh, Yeah. There's a big change. I don't know what you want to talk about, but <laughs> I want to. I want what to talk about, the, talking the, about? The, the the Dominique Foxworth number one wide receiver theory. I mean, Devont is... be nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'd be real nice mm-hmm. right now to have somebody. Devontae would have prevented uh, a uh, a total of zero third downs being converted Ooh. in this game by Green Bay. Oh, gosh. oh yeah. Mm. He would have been better on that play at the end right? of the game. First time since uh, Brett Favre. In, yeah, I believe Aaron Rodgers was 15 years old the last time it happened, incidentally. They they needed a defensive touchdown in this game to get to 21 points, to come close to beating the Commanders. They needed a defensive score. That tells you how far off this offense is, that they make the Commanders. Starting, by the way, Taylor Heineke, not even starting Carson Wentz, at home in front of a fan base that actively hates their own team. <laughs> Taylor Heineke, how down bad the Packers are. Taylor Heineke, as you may have already hypothesized, yes, in fact, did play in the XFL a couple years ago as well. Yes. Um, Terry McLaurin, like to me, felt like if we want a secondary story of this game, is like uh, Zaire Alexander or Jair Alexander. Sorry, Jair Alexander was outstanding, I thought, in coverage. 
on mm-hmm. Terry McLaurin the entire game. But Terry was just making play after mm-hmm. play after play, especially that one to close it out at the end. It yes. looks like an interception. He comes back and gets <laughs> it. It felt like it happened like four times in this game that mm-hmm. um, Alexander was in position to make a play and McLaurin just came in and swooped in and took it, which is really nice. I bet Carson Wentz was watching this like, why are you going to do that for me? <laughs> Carson Wentz was hunting during this game. There was That's no fair. way he was near a television. That's fair. Good this point. was definitely a, a, a Terry down there somewhere game for Taylor Heineke. <laughs> yes. Like he got in trouble. He was chucking it up anywhere near Ter- Terry McLaurin and hoping Terry made a play. And he did most times in this game. I mean, it really was the difference. Like the Packers don't have that dude and it changes everything about how they can operate on offense. That's and an so- interesting card you got up there about the teams that, that are the quarterbacks that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have lost to recently. Sure. Daniel Jones, yeah, Zach look Wilson, at these dudes, and yeah. Taylor Heineke. Quarterbacks get too much credit. That's all. <laughs> oh, the verb, the verb lost, lost to is, yeah. is an injustice, is what you're suggesting. No, I mean, just general. Like, I'm guilty of it also. Is like when we're picking games or we're predicting games, it's like who's got the best quarterback? And. Mm-hmm. And it just leads us astray because some of these teams with good quarterbacks actually aren't good otherwise. And we saw like in the Cowboys game, Dak wasn't all that great in that game, but Mm -hmm. they're really good at special teams and defense. And when you're really good at those things, uh, you don't need as much spectacular play from your quarterback, which is seems like the best recipe for this season is special teams and defense and hope you got a quarterback that can make enough plays. So you're calling... I just like I just like that Dominique is now calling for the Thursday night football advertisement we all made fun of when they advertised the game without using quarterbacks. You want <laughs> us to go in that direction now on this no, big television? No, I don't. Show. I don't. I would like us to keep advertising the quarterbacks and then smart football people like me and somebody else who's not here right now will mm-hmm. do Nina. good. An- yes, there we go. We'll do good analysis and predict the winners of these games based on the things that actually matter is ability to run the ball. Yeah. Oh, we got the Will Arnett voice back. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Here's my question. Have the Packers been good at any point this season? Nope. Like with the Buccaneers, like they've had, I think, stretches where they look pretty good. Yep. Keep in mind who the Packers have beat this year. They beat the Buccaneers, who are we just covered, a mess in their own right. They beat the Bears, who are basically just eating their cat vegetables this year. And they beat the Patriots in a game where Brian Hoyer had to come out for Bailey Zappi, making his pro debut with no reps with the ones. And that game went to overtime before the Packers won. Like, they could really be a 1-6, maybe 2-5 and five team. They could be even worse than their record right now. And unlike the Buccaneers, where their division is terrible, I don't think the Vikings are good, but they're at least th- they're not three games, I believe, ahead of the Packers in the NFC North. This team is actually in meaningful, serious trouble. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like maybe their best win was, yeah, against the Bucs, incidentally. Right, if you're going through the recounting here. Yeah, 14-12. to 12. Yeah. Oh, but- God. Ugh. Oh, are we going to the Aaron Rodgers spin? Yes. Aaron Rodgers saying after the game with his new haircut and his uh, Sith robe, he said, quote, <laughs> I'm not worried about this squad. In fact, this might be the best thing for us, end quote, as they prepare to go um, to a place where that robe is insufficient protection, uh, <laughs> Buffalo, next week. This is um, this is like toxic positivity. Does this qualify as <laughs> <Yes>. that? <laughs> yes. Like, stop with that. You know, you guys know how stop I feel about Stop gaslighting general. us, yeah, Aaron nobody, Stop being happy. Yeah, just or be honest. 
This mm-hmm. is exactly so. This, this morning you woke up, you're like, man, I hope we get our asses kicked today in Washington <laughs> by the commanders and Taylor Heineke. That'll be good for us. This might be the best <laughs> thing for us, yeah. actually. Goodness gracious. Like, it's there's sometimes it's believable that you can have this spin. You know, there like we, is, we lose no. a game just before the playoffs, and then you're yep. like, yeah, that was a good time to lose a game, get everybody's attention. Everybody's already attentive. <laughs> <laughs> there is no shaman that can make me hallucinate this into feeling true. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, this is me getting stuffed into a locker <laughs> and saying, actually, it's nice and dark in here and quiet. I could probably take a nap in here. This would be great. <laughs> I could probably... No. I could podcast in here. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Because you actually made logic out of that. I did Aaron mm-hmm. follow this with a reason why this is the best thing? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> so is that nope, you failed. You just gotta stop mm-hmm. after like, hmm. Yes, I got stabbed in the abdomen. This actually <laughs> might be the best thing for me. <laughs> I'm gonna let some toxins out of my system. Yes. There you go. There you go again. You're following it with rationale. Yeah, you can't have rationale. I don't want. Oh, it to that's right. Sense. You know what? In medieval times, they did use to bloodlet to yeah, leech action. Exactly. Just let the, humor, the humors, the humors, as oh, they gosh. as they call them. There, there does seem like toxins are just generally just above the Packers locker room. Just a uh, just a, a stench that is coming from this team right now. What's yes. up, Alabaster? So. Rogers actually did explain why oh. this could be good for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, are we he being said, the MSM? Are we being the MSM? Uh, yeah, no, we are. He said that next Sunday on Sunday Night Football, now no one will give them a chance against the Bills. Yeah, so we were going to do that anyway. Um, yeah, so, so it's pretty clear that Rogers did not give a reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stupid. Uh, I, I would like to thank Alabaster, though, for also uh, letting out the humors. Um, yes. Really appreciate that clarification. Oh, gosh. I, do you want me to try and spin it positively before we wrap up? Do you want me to at least try to give some possibility here for the Packers? No? I, I don't have to. You don't Al- have to. Alabaster just wants it. Alabaster thumb. Just want Alabaster thumb. Please, go ahead. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Hitchhike. Yeah. At, at least... The Packers know what they can do to fix this. They can at least, they're not going to do it, but they can at least go out and get a wide receiver. The Buccaneers don't really have that solution to them. Like they have to fix the interior of their offensive line, maybe. At least the Packers know, okay, we have this huge, gaping, drastic, terrible hole at wide receiver that we can go out and trade for somebody to fix. You, you failed. They're not though. going to. You failed. But they can. They knew that last week. They knew that the week before. You were supposed to be oh, explaining course. why this loss was good for them. No, 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 no. Not just this loss. In general, all season, <laughs> they should have known that this has been a mess. It hasn't been fixed at any point this year. Uh, okay. Well, speaking of of teams that desperately need to do something to prove Mm -hmm. whether or not their hallucinations are real, Mm -hmm. what is next, Alabaster? Okay, well, this is the other story of the NFL season. I think a lot of it has been teams that we thought were going to be good have been mediocre or bad. And the other side is teams have been surprisingly good, and we haven't taken them seriously. Those teams being the Giants, the Jets, and the Seahawks. They've all exceeded (laughs) expectations. My question for you all, which surprising team should be a buyer at the trade deadline? So, Bill, I mean, we're talking here about a couple of contenders that mm-hmm. are maybe not at all contenders, but like to think they mm-hmm. are, right? So, are, I guess, should we just deal with the Giants first? Because this is a short topic, pa- Pablo. You can stretch it out if you want to, but go ahead, Bill. All right. Stretch Bill, this foolishness no, out. Bill, the no, Giants no, 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 no. just beat the Jags. It was really exciting. And yet, it was exactly the sort of win where you're like, this is why they're not really team a team mm-hmm. that we should respect. So, what should we respect about their aspirations now? Well, 
they have a formula, and every week I'm like, okay, this is the week where the Giants are not going to do the same thing they've done every single week, where they look kind of crappy for two and a half, three quarters, and they get a fourth and one stop or a takeaway in the fourth quarter, and Saquon gets going, and they win the game, something they've done pretty much every single week this entire season. And I think on, on the broader spectrum, like, this is a team that did not expect to compete this year. Everything about this year is basically a free roll for them. If they make it to the playoffs, great, awesome, wonderful. That was not in the plans. It's not important to their future. It's just like a nice little bonus you get at the beginning of your rebuild with, with Brian Dable and company. So why shouldn't they be buying? If they can add someone that's going to actually help them, not just this year, but into the years to come, I think they should do it. Dominique Foxworth just giving me the, yeah, the meanest I mean, of because you, so I feel like you dodged the question. You answered yes. How did I dodge you, the question? You, gave, yes. you said if they can help them in the future. Yes, you should always trade for somebody who's going to be a long-term piece. Buying at the trade deadline, deadline is like getting OBJ or getting Vaughn Miller. It's like that. That's what don't, don't do trade, that. That's what trade deadline buying is for. That's the whole point of the question is, are we, are any of these teams close enough to actually make a run and take another player? So, so you're, what, you respect- what you're saying is that there's a choice now. Dominic wants to clarify this. He's saying we should mm-hmm. be talking about decisions that that cost the long term to benefit the short term. That's the whole okay. point of trade deadline buying. And that's why this question is very short and easy to answer. No, no, and hell no. And if you want me to say <laughs> yes to someone, maybe the Seahawks, because they actually have a chance of winning their division, maybe the Seahawks. But okay. to be honest, all these teams are rebuilding. Don't give away any assets for any short-term gains. And if you can get somebody good under mm-hmm. like who's young under a long-term contract, yeah, trade them. Not for this year's run, but because you want to get better. Okay, so let me flip that then, Dominique Foxworth, yes, master of long-term roster building. Should the Giants trade Saquon Barkley? Um, Ooh. I would say no. Why? Well, it's but a different it matter. Well, that's because oh, now, okay. now it's different. No, 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 no. Saquon Barkley is a free agent after the season, so Agreed. I want to hear why. No, I'm, why they should keep Saquon. Bill Barkley. Barnwell just went get over here and dragged yes. you into his locker. Like no, I, I know combat. what I know what the answer is that you wanted because you're a computer guy. That's what well, you want. I, you want a computer guy building answer. for this year, and now you're, you're saying I'm no, a computer you guy. You are a computer guy. So the point. What are you talking the about? The point. The reason why I wouldn't trade Saquon is because yeah. you're building something there culturally, and trading away mm-hmm. your best player at this moment sends a sign to your team and your fans and your organization that you don't want to be good. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to give you like an all-time great quarterback. Then maybe I would consider it and everyone would be like, yeah, good idea. But if you trade Saquon for picks, you're like spoiling whatever goodwill you have and whatever respects you've built up with your team. That's not something that I think you can do right now because I have feelings and I know that other people have feelings. If you want to get back in your spreadsheet and say, well, he's not going to be here at the end of the season, so we got to move him for parts now, then go right ahead. But I mean, I'm first trying off, to lead men First here. off, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not an 1850s politician, so you don't need to do an impression of me like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I'm on the stump trying to win votes in, in Illinois. So I don't talk like that, first off. Second, you can't have it both ways, Dominique. You can't say, mm. okay, the Giants should not make a move right now because we got because because we don't have any hope of winning, but we 
can can't trade Saquon Barkley, even though he's a free agent after this year, because we got to build a culture. Isn't trading for a guy who's going to help you win in the short term as you build that culture? If you're not giving up a first or a second or a third round pick, making a trade for someone who's going to help your roster right now, isn't that a good thing? So I have a? two thoughts. I have two thoughts, Dominique, okay. first off. Okay. Number one, if Bill was actually an 1850s politician uh, yelling at you, Dominique, a very uncomfortable dynamic in various <laughs> regards. <laughs> yeah, second of all, second, second of all, my question is just about the NFC, right? Like, yeah. the NFC is so – we just have spent so much time talking about how we don't mm -hmm. know what the hell is going on in this conference. Mm -hmm. Are we really telling the Giants to not try to win a title this year? Because it feels like this year is the year if you're a team mm -hmm. specifically as potentially randomness-driven mm -hmm. as the Giants are. Okay, mm -hmm. so go ahead and get ready to play the Bills or the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Good luck with that. Oh, um, so, Bill, first yeah, of all, Patriots. first of all, Bill, that same way. This um, team did. don't, Nick don't, Foles, baby. don't you right. tell me that I can't have it both ways. If I like it both ways, I can have it both ways. <laughs> so, hold on, that, hold on, let's really get quick. that clear off the top. <laughs> Hold on, Dominique, I need to follow up a tiny bit on this. Sure. You're telling me that if they could make a trade to get to the Super Bowl, they shouldn't do that? To the no, Super Bowl, because, where it's a one-day on. sample. See, Come I on. cannot have, like, that's not what I said at all. If there is a, so first of all, that trade doesn't exist. If there's a mm -hmm. trade that can get you to the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. then of course mm -hmm. you make that trade. But realistic Saquon trades are not going to get you the piece that you need. So I think you could probably potentially get a first round for Saquon. That'd be worth mm -hmm. trading Saquon for. I wouldn't do it this year because they're playing well. But I'm saying generally, that's a reasonable trade to make. But I don't think they should make but that. They're not, okay, well, hold on, hold on. I think we can all agree mm -hmm. that they are definitely not trading Saquon Barkley this year. Right. They're not going to do this. Bill. Well, I mean, at he, least Bill made it interesting. He well, made it no, but, but hold that, on. That's but, an interesting question. To it, I'm trying. It, it, is an interesting, trying it, is, it is an interesting question, but I also found it interesting that Bill was making like these sonar noises when you were just talking about like what <laughs> trades they could actually make. And I'm wondering, Bill, is there a thing that you see beyond Saquon that actually could be legitimately championship chasing? Championship chasing. My instinct is no, but I also saw the Giants win two Super Bowls with Eli Manning as the quarterback. <laughs> so I, I can never rule anything out. I saw the Eagles win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles yes, as did. their quarterback wow. against Tom Brady and the Patriots. All you got to do is get there. Once you get there, strange things can happen in the postseason. I love all you got to do is get there. I love just to hand wave over the whole no playoff way. run. Dominique, all you got to do is get no, there. No, no, no. Sure. Bill, Bill just oh. gave you exactly what you were demanding of him. That is yes. such a football guy thing to say. <laughs> all you got to do is get there. You're all right. you got to do is there. get there. They're, uh, they're what? They're 6-1 and one right now? They're 5-1, 6-1? What's their record? Yeah, 5-1. 6-1. 6-1. 6-1. 6-1. They're 6-1. So if they go... Four and six the rest of the way. If they go even three and seven the rest of the way, they're probably in the playoffs. Like yep. it's not as if they got to be hot the rest of the year to get into the postseason. They just got to be mediocre yep. to get into the postseason. And their defensive front is pretty good, which was the catalyst yes. to their championship runs in the past. This mm. defensive front is not nearly as good as that one. Um, but yeah, go ahead. I'm I'm with it. Let's let's make a trade. Let's do like uh, who did that? Oh, the the um, Steelers did that, right? When they yeah. they traded when Ben got hurt, they traded their first round picks oh, to Minka. get Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka. They so. should not trade their first round pick, but if they can go get Chase Claypool or Jerry Judy, and they can give up a two, 
maybe a three. Yeah. I think that's a different conversation. Yeah, I think it's so, a different conversation so, too. So but that's a long term thing. If, that's if not we, a... if we, I feel like we've made progress as a community here. Um, we've Alabaster. come close to each other. We've we've come closer. We have sort of nudged towards a yes on the mm -hmm. Giants. But what else do you want from us here? Um, I think I might cause a fissure on whatever closeness we have just created. No, no, no. <laughs> Dominic, Dominic, didn't you? <laughs> Didn't you applaud them for trading for Micah Fitzpatrick and call the Dolphins immoral? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, you know, he did. He, Dominic did just establish his pansexuality when it came to takes. Yes. So, truly. So, I mean, we're going to get We're going to get into the weeds of all my takes, and I don't feel like it. I'd rather you guys just enjoy a big laugh I, I just like the internet. I because know, I mean, there's, actu there's actual defense and uh, nuanced understanding of the takes, but that's I'm no fun. Sure Let's just is. make fun of me for contradicting myself. Good job. This, this is going to go in the the Alabaster documentary in a few years, <laughs> and just owning Dominique. <laughs> Good job. For so, remembering a take from oh, three okay. years ago. The 1800s politician is back, huh? Now we're, gonna, now we're yeah, owning Dominique. Okay. <laughs> no, no. okay. Okay. All I did was imitate your voice poorly, I might add, and now. You're selling me to Alabaster. Goodness gracious. Bill, anything to plug? Uh, Dominique Foxworth Show. Oh, there, there it is. Reparations. One of my, Thank you. One of my, one, of my, one of my five favorite podcasts uh, on football that comes out on Tuesday. <laughs> the Bill Bardwell Show is excellent. Also, whenever he's on ESPN Daily, also excellent. I'm going to also really jump good. in here. Yes. Um, yes thank you, place Bill. Place to go to steal takes, baby. Oh, it really is. Unparalleled. <laughs> So if we do Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and LeBron in the same fake television show, Dominic, I feel like we get like employee of the month award. Yeah, yeah. Or we get every employee award because we <laughs> all do those guys every day. So let's go ahead and, and meet our quota for the day. Yes, Alabaster. I'm actually excited to talk about the Lakers, even though usually we are exasperated because something fascinating happened. Can we start there, please? Absolutely. Uh, the Lakers dropped to 0-3, losing to the Blazers. And my question for you is, what are the chances the Russell Westbrook situation with the Lakers is even worse than you thought? So can we watch the play? The play that is everybody, yeah, furious and fascinated, but mostly just making jokes. Because this is 36 seconds left, Dominique. The Lakers are up by one. Russell Westbrook is taking the ball down the floor. And there he goes, pulling up for a 13-footer that just planks off the rim. And typically in that situation, right, if you're the team with the lead, like you're just trying to kill clock, you're not trying to go for a two-for-one scenario if you have the lead. Right. And so this was a thing that I think we got to show LeBron after, before we get into this in depth, because this is what he said afterwards. LeBron basketball philosophy-wise, if you're the team with the lead uh, in the final minute, um, is it, do you support going for the two-for-one, or can you be because you already have the lead, um, be more um, selective and sort of taking your time with the possession. I don't know. I feel like this is an interview of trying to set me up to say something. Um, I can tell that you guys are in the whole Russell Westbrook uh, category right now. You guys can write about Russ and all the things you guys want to try to talk about Russ, but I'm not up here to do that. I won't do it. I've said it over and over. Um, that is not my, it's not who I am. <laughs> I just want to applaud this. It's so good, Dominique. It's so gross. It's so good. It's so gross and so uncomfortable. Um, 
both of the Russes, Wilson and Westbrook, I'm already, I'm at sympathy place where I like, I don't enjoy the jokes as much as everybody else does. Like, I know it feels uncomfortable to me. It's like, there's a pylon. I get yeah, it. Yeah. And it's like, I, the pile I've gotten out of it. I'm not enjoying it anymore. It sucks. It's a bad decision. But the thing is like, it feels like you do that if you're trying to like sabotage the situation, but it looked like he was trying to make the shot. So this, and I don't think he's that basketball foolish. Well, this is this is where if Russell Westbrook is quietly staging a one man revolution in some way in which he's actually just trying to get sent home or sent away from the Lakers. This is brilliant. Right. I mean, I can't really speak to the idea that he's also shooting uh, 8.3% from three. I don't know if that's part of the performance that he is uh, artistically giving us. It's a sad way for an all-time great to. It like, is. Have it's his legitimately career, like a future Hall of Famer. This is a really terrible way for us because I, I don't know where he's going to end up if he ends up anywhere. But this is going to be the lasting memory we have of Russ is just being the worst player on an otherwise somewhat promising team. No, I mean, he, he is sort of ending his career by being even worse than the jokes had suggested. Like, this is what this whole moment is about, is that now you can call into question all the things that I didn't really call into question as as uh, laughingly, like, about what the what the hell do you think you're doing on a basketball court? Is, like, decision-wise, it doesn't make sense. But the yeah. decision LeBron made, Dominique, I want to applaud that as a as just, like, a truly transparent piece of political theater. Yeah. Like the idea of, I am not going to defend this man, but I will defend myself from the accusation that I would ever attack this man, which is just amazing. The next, he's not going to finish the year on this team, right? The the question is, is he going to be traded or is he going to get sent home? They're 0-3 right now. uh, And if he's just going to be like actively... Or not actively. I don't want to say that's an intentional sabotage, but if he's like hurting the team on the court and also uh, doesn't seem to be connected to the team <laughs> in huddles or in locker rooms or anything, like what's the point? No. In having him? You're better off paying him to go away. And th- by the way, after the game, like Darvin Ham, the coach of the team, was asked about, like, are you worried about benching Russell Westbrook in the fourth quarter? And he said, now is not the time for us to be in our feelings. You know, like everybody, Anthony Davis is saying, like, you can't lose games like this. Everybody, LeBron, again, LeBron's quote, Alabaster, LeBron's quote in that presser, right? (sighs) Like, it was so conspicuous what he wasn't doing. LeBron could have defended Russell Westbrook and lied. Instead, he can't even bring himself to lie. I don't know that. In that lie. What's the the lie? The lie is Russell West, he could have said, Russell Westbrook is an all time great. And how dare you? impugn his reputation and say that he does not know what he's doing. He could have just filibustered and lied. And instead he went to the idea of, I can tell you guys are ganging up on Russ and I am never going to do that, which tells me that behind the scenes, he is absolutely wanting that dude. Um, yes. Yeah, sent as far away some, as possible right now. We got to give some percentages. Uh, what are the chances? Oh, yeah. um, Even worse than you thought. Yeah. Um, honestly, this is, I guess like, 51%. I thought it was pretty bad, but this is worse. This is worse than I thought. 52%. Okay, very good. I hate you. <laughs> What's next? All right, got one more. Uh, what are the chances the Jazz should be more panicked about being 3-0 and than the 76ers <laughs> should be about being 0-3? So I am worried. I, I am worried about the Sixers. Embiid is turning the ball over 
all of the time, like he did, by the way, while Ben Simmons was there, but he just escaped blame because Ben Simmons was there, but he's still doing the things that are bad. Um, but the Jazz are the story here, dude. The Jazz just beat the Pels, the Pelicans in overtime. And this was supposed to be a team that was trying to lose. And yeah. here they are. I hope every team in the league colludes to to make these tanking teams number one seeds. I want all the tanking <laughs> teams <laughs> to be one, two, three seeds. Yeah, I don't know. I'm rooting for a team because I hate their process is a bad reason to root for them. But yeah, good. They should win. For uh, like the results of this season, obviously, I think the 76ers are a legitimate contender and yes. how they're playing actually matters. But the the record doesn't matter nearly as much as like the style that we saw in the first game. And I like drastically overreacted. And now the reactions are starting to catch up to me because they've been the same, you know, like I acknowledge that I was drastically overreacting. So yeah, they'll get it together, but like, they're still doing the same stuff. The stuff that got them run last year. Um, Harden's at least playing a little bit better, but defensively they still stink and they still like play really slowly and, well, and Embiid shoots way too many threes. It's just yes, all that stuff. He's still shooting threes when he. I I hate that. I hate that I end up sh- sounding like <laughs> damn Shaquille O'Neal. But like <laughs> barbecue chicken man, like go to the hole and eat. But but the uh, other thing is that like, and this is just my perpetual grievance is that Doc Rivers, you know, who I like more than any coach ever, that I also want fired. He does not use his bench. But it's just it, it it's not boding well for the postseason. Um, if this is the pace they're gonna be at. But the I, I just wanna say this, Alabaster. I don't know if you've gotten a chance to really like sink your teeth as a basketball nerd into the jazz, but like they are playing so hard right now. And Dominique, you should love this team because it is exactly the dolphin situation where they where are they're... trying to win <laughs> yep. and prove everybody wrong, mostly their employers. There is, <laughs> I think I've used this explanation before. It's like every team has an us and a them, and you draw the line at different places. And for some teams, like the us and them is is like a small core of three guys, and then everyone else on the team is them. And sometimes it's like the players and the coaches are them. Sometimes the coaches are in there, and then the front office is them. That's what it feels like right now, is everybody downstairs hates everybody upstairs <laughs> and are going to try their best to ruin this stupid plan of trying to suck. And I appreciate that, and I respect it. Go Jazz, because Go there's lots of jazz in Utah. L- Lori Markkinen. Get them, Lori. Think of, when I think of jazz, I think of Lori Markkinen. In Utah. <laughs> in Utah. <laughs> they used uh, to be so in New got, Orleans, right? They had. They to, did. They had and by the way, this game, uh, Pelicans Jazz, um, it, it, the winner should well, yes. I guess the Jazz won. The loser should lose the name. Yeah, um, they should I think so. they, I the think... New Orleans Pelicans should be the Jazz. I mean, yeah. come on, guys. What, are we what do we name the Jazz then? I don't know. Salt. Honestly, the Utah Pelicans is less ridiculous. Yeah, than Utah it is a little. Jazz. Yeah, I'm sure they got Pelicans in their zoo or something. Alabaster, <laughs> we got Alabaster, our check. We got our check. check. I do think we accomplished a couple of things, and I also dared Dominique to stop working in sports media at one point in the show, which oh, I'm yeah. now haunted by his answer, which was so <laughs> impassioned that he would actually willingly step away from the microphone. And I'm worried. I don't love it like you love it. Oh, come on.